What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. It is January 27th, 2023. Welcome to the end of the first month of 2023. Of course, in the news, we're going to be talking about the GTA Online vulnerability and how it can corrupt your account if you're not careful. We'll also, of course, be talking about a recap on the Xbox Bethesda Developer Direct that was showcased this week and all the fun that came out of it. And, of course, talk about Riot also being hacked and the League of Legends source code being stolen with it. So we're going to hop right into it here with this going into our at least first little bit. But of course, my name is Travis. And as always, I'm joined via Discord by Kyle over there next to me that that way. That's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. What's up? What's up, man, is that we've got some crazy stories to get into. Two of them security related ones, because as a security person now, you can't just help, if, you know, focus on some of it. But we're gamers as well, too. So kind of affects us right. sometimes in the long run, too. So let's hop right into it, man. By talking about this first story here from Bleeping Computer, GTA Online bug exploited to ban and corrupt players' accounts. Uh, so this was reported earlier this week and actually given a CVE number. Uh, the article says, reportedly, a new remote code execution vulnerability in the PC game client was abused by the developer of North Grand Theft Auto V cheat to remotely change players' account attributes, like zeroing their money balance, uh, corrupt accounts, and even ban players from the game. According to user reports, the exploit can impact even players not in the same multiplayer lobby as the attackers, so anyone, as long as they're online, is susceptible to attacks. Um, apparently, these were added, or at least discovered, according to the information in the article, as uh, soon as January 20th, 2023, so last Friday, and they were added in, I guess, apparently as a part of the this cheat system back in their 2.0 release then last Friday. So it looks like Rockstar has acknowledged that there is something on there, but they have not actually issued any sort of fixes or patches or anything of the sort for the game just yet. But Kyle, I mean, you're not playing any GTA stuff, at least as of late, are you? No, I never really got into it. Okay. Well, I mean, this really seems to focus on the online part more than anything. So I guess it's, I guess, fortunate for us that we're wasting a bunch of our time online, you know, playing Final Fantasy 14. So here's the hoping no remote code execution vulnerabilities in that. I, I, right. I don't want to lose my character that soon. But this seems to be bad enough that it actually is corrupting user accounts, like not just to make the adjustments to user accounts to give them money, take money away, change level, remove level, but also literally corrupt their 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 account in the to the point that they can't even load up their character anymore. And it apparently seems to be a big issue, not just the fact that it's hitting a few people. It seems to be pretty widespread. Do you know anybody who's playing GTA Online right now? I mean, I know it's still plenty popular, but I know what's your take on it? Play it every now on now and then, but um, I I don't know that they're even necessarily aware of the hack, or at least they haven't mentioned anything to to me uh, about any knowledge of of the hack. So I I don't know if it's something that they're they're you know making widespread knowledge, or you know if they're acting upon real quickly, or or any of that, but. I mean, kind of bizarre that, you know, they would have such a bad vulnerability in their, their system, considering, you know, it, it has been an ongoing uh, game for 10 plus years now. And I think that's part of it is that this has been going on so long that maybe this has been getting abused for a lot of the GTA modding community 
in, in like some way, like the modding tools they use might actually have this, but just someone found that it extends beyond. It seems like that not only is this affecting the game itself, though, with this, uh, what they're at least some people are calling a partial remote code execution flaw, it seems like it could be also bypassing through the rest of to the, uh, the computer as well, too. So it makes me think if this is bypassing some of it, maybe this ties into possible problems with anti-cheat. Um, I know that like the cheat stuff is supposed to get around that anyway, but like we've seen like with Riot Games, and we're going to get into their hack here in just a little bit, but um, their anti-cheat system runs at the kernel level, which means that as soon as you start up your computer, that basically comes up with it. And right. I don't know if rockstar has theirs the same way but if they do and this does extend past just the game itself that's pretty serious like that's that's hardcore enough that you need to be careful doing anything on your computer if you've got if you're a regular player for gta online yeah i mean it, it'd be pretty horrible to think that a, a game that what you can play for 15 dollars uh because what it's like 15 or 20 dollars to, to join the online game can totally destroy your computer now yeah that's a pretty big deal here it seems like there is a fix though for anybody who has actually been a victim of this uh, so if you are a victim of this, apparently a temporary fix for the corrupted accounts, this is from the article, uh, that seems to have worked for some players is to delete the Rockstar Games folder from the Documents folder and then reload the game to refresh profile data. So it seems like the corruption seems to linger on locally, not necessarily in cached data, but it actually seems to save itself in some data that you have saved on your computer. So go to your go to your own Documents folder Go look for that Rockstar Games folder and then delete that and then relaunch the game so that way it downloads new fresh data from uh, Rockstar's cloud services. So as of right yeah, now, man. it looks like they've got a security-related title update in the works at least as of the 25th, so that was Wednesday, um, that Rockstar, it looks like, is going to be pushing out, but they don't have a time frame on when that's going to be there. So all we can say is... Make sure your firewall rules are up to date on your machine. Make sure your your antivirus and anti-malware is up there because remote code execution doesn't mean just remote access to your computer. It also means different things that can be spread to. Um, you know, uh, I guess just be as careful as you can at this point in time. Best thing probably until it's fixed is literally don't play Grand Theft Auto uh, online, at least until the patch comes out. Yeah, and it looks like there there was actually a video on the article showing what happens uh, if you've experienced the hack. So it seems that if you are online and go to either uh, go out into the world or um, basically in, in through a loading screen or go to switch over to online or switch off of online, you'll basically get stuck in an infinite cloud loading screen and you'll never get past it. So if you'll you'll know if... if you've experienced the hack because you will not be able to access the character basically whatsoever. So there's some checksum or something going on. I've got the video up that you're talking about from the tweet in the article. Yeah, it seems like you're kind of stuck in some sort of like infinite loop check where the actual validation of your account against something on Rockstar's side is just not happening. And that's why it's it's being as picky as it is. So, dang. That's crazy. That almost to makes me think here. it is directly related to the to the uh, anti cheat, uh, just because it it's something that has to communicate to the server before the game can even 
uh, launch its protocols. Uh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, yeah, if it's got to be able to do that validation and check, then, yeah, there's got to be something in there that's causing that. So best thing probably right now until that title update comes out is to just hold off on playing GTA Online or risk the potential of something happening there. Uh, in the meantime, let's carry on here to our next story, Kyle, and that is the Xbox Bethesda Developer Direct recap. Uh, I did get the chance to watch the majority of this. Uh, Kyle, did you finally get a chance to follow up on this and check out anything else with it? I didn't, unfortunately. Um, I I downloaded one of the games, of course, um, to, to try out because it did get shadow dropped uh, during the recap. Uh, which is something that I, I think uh, going forward would would be really cool to see Xbox do more of these with with more shadow drops like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that that's not that's not where the whole thing starts, of course. Um, so I I mean we can go ahead and get into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So the first thing they had on the list was uh, Mojang Studios uh, talking, of course, Mojang being the uh, parent company or parent studio for <laughs> Minecraft, uh, talking about Minecraft Legends. So they did reveal that the game is going to drop on April 18th. That is a Tuesday. Um, and it is going to be a... Um, it, how would we want to describe this? Action strategy, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, but... It's going to have a story-driven campaign to it where your objective is to basically fight against the piglins that it looks like the the nether is trying to merge with the overworld. And you have um, you have piglins that I guess are forming up an army and such that are going to make their try to make their way over. And your objective, of course, is that as they make their way over is you're to battle them. And of course, it being action strategy means that you're going to have some RTS components to this, at least in the capacity of building up a fortification, building up defenses, uh, building up offenses as well too. Whether they're um, whether it's like you know a cluster of say characters that can shoot uh, arrows or something, you know they might be weak, but the arrows themselves combined just deal a lot of damage. So you might have a lot of that that you can build up too. But then it also has PvP. So instead of worrying about what carries over from the Nether, you just need to worry about the person, you know. Um, online that you're going up against which will probably be that guy there when we can download this and play it uh but yeah that's right kyle i'm calling you out we're gonna have to try it um <laughs> uh the key part of it though of course is that similar to the way minecraft dungeons was is that it's got a unique story that goes along with it um so there are going to be some um some tweaks to the way we've seen like mobs and such uh, there are going to be uh, tweaks to some of the characters that we're used to as well. So really, it's going to have that vibe where it takes all the things we know and love about Minecraft, but truly, um, you know, gives it its unique spin. Like, I guess the best way I can describe the way the characters actually look in there is, you know, those Minecraft miniature toys you can get like the like the yeah. little ones. They they look just like that. The characters themselves in the game look more like they came from that that toy line uh, than they do like characters like just straight out of the regular Minecraft uh, Bedrock or Java edition. So the the uh, 
the actual graphics are keeping in line with the the artwork that they've released for it thus far. Yes. Yep. And then they also oh, okay. did confirm that it is procedurally generated though too. So every world is going okay, to be completely be different. Yeah. So just keeping with Minecraft's tradition is that every time you um start up a new game, your world is going to be completely different. So maybe there'll be the opportunity to generate uh new seeds in that too, especially just like you can in uh regular Minecraft. Uh That'd be really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, Turn 10 was up next to talk about Forza Motorsports and go into more detail about what uh, is actually going to be happening with that game. So uh, as it stands right now, they haven't revealed an actual release date for the game yet. All they said is that it is coming this year, but some rumors have gone around that says it could be late this year into early next year. It may have actually gotten pushed out uh, sometime just recently. Yeah, with with Forza, I honestly with this one especially, um, as fantastic as it looks, I mean, even in comparison to like Gran Turismo, um, it, it's just it's so crazy realistic how how far they've gone with with this iteration of the motorsport. So, I personally think if they if they need to take until you know December fifteenth to to launch it, by all means, take the time because. It, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, I I really agree too because I like the I enjoy the competition between like Forza Motorsport and then uh, F one as well mm -hmm. as Gran Turismo because like if you want to talk about like your top tier racing simulator experiences, I think those three are really the ones that everybody looks towards to actually see, or, or at least in regards to the competition. You know, those are the three that people really look at. Right. Uh, but they did indicate so they're going to have uh a hundred uh over a hundred new to forza motorsports cars um they're going to be having um more modern race cars as well too built into it so you're not just going to have to go back and play classics or anything you're going to see more of the modern cars you actually see out there uh a couple of the other things here i'm referencing some other details i've got on it um they rebuilt their entire uh, material and shader engines as well so they've got a lot of things that they've done, especially in the video that they had there as part of the developer direct that they use some special camera techniques and some other uh, like I. This is probably the wrong term. It's like image spectrography. It's probably the wrong word, probably wrong phrase. But they did something where they actually caught the paint from these cars that they used as reference to make sure that they actually got it in the right angles uh, with the right light as well. So that way, not only do we get the real experience of it, uh, of the colors when it's actually exposed to natural light, um, we're getting more of a feel for that true realism, though, um, across the board, whether it's a day or night, too. Especially because, yeah, I mean, you think the overall focus on the Xbox 2 with the Xbox Series X is ray tracing. So this is going to be one of those titles to help showcase that ray tracing capability on it. You know, not just the racing sim part, but the the true... Uh, ray tracing capability right uh, of course a lot of audio work that they've done too with support for uh dolby atmos in here so if you really want that surround the true surround sound experience uh 20 tracks on day one and i guess apparently there are going to be some tracks um no, it looks like they are... Yeah, they are ones from previous Forza Motorsports games. Maple Valley, Laguna Seca, and Spa, uh, Frank or Champs. I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing that right, but hey, you know what? That's all right. Um, 
And yeah, so if you want more details, of course, on Forza directly, you can check that out on the Forza blog itself. Now let's get into the game you were talking about, Kyle, because yeah, I'm actually enjoying this one too. Hi-Fi Rush. This comes from, of all developers, Tango Gameworks, who is responsible for The Evil Within. And this game is... Yeah, and Ghostwire, yeah. yeah. So this game is a single-player, what they d- dub as a rhythm action game, which, yes, is exactly what it is. So you play as the character named Chai, which I roll my eyes at the name itself, but whatever. Uh, Chai <laughs> Chai is a uh, volunteer to an experiment to augment himself by replacing, I guess, what appears to be some sort of like dead arm or something with a robotic arm. Well, there's a mishap in the midst of the actual procedure where... His MP3 player is kind of cast upon him. He wants to be a rock star when he, you know, I guess is a career. His MP3 player falls onto his chest, and in the midst of the procedure, the MP3 player is actually um, built into him, and the entire world begins to sink to this beat. So he uses the beat itself to actually perform his combat and his moves. So, of course, you know, as long as you sync up the actual attack to the beat, you'll be able to actually generate more damage. You'll have different combos that associate with the beat as well, too. Different, like, dodge effects and such, as well as special attacks that are definitely more, like, Rockstar-themed. A couple of the... Or a couple of the things with the music especially is that not only do you have new music built in or music built for the game specifically, but you have music from Nine Inch Nails, Black Keys, uh, Prodigy, as well as in there too. And it's just, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to hear that and play it. I, I, I find it to be really fun. Did you get a chance to actually try it out? I haven't had a chance to try it out. Uh, I did get it installed. Um, I, I good. think that's one that I want to give myself like a good like two three hours for a, for a full sitting to let let the beginning sink in, you know. Okay, yeah, it it will take a little bit there because it's that rhythm stuff, especially. It's like you really want that high refresh rate monitor when you're playing this game. I'm going to tell you that. So enjoy oh, that. Yeah, I'm playing it on a 4K 60 hertz monitor or TV, and it it plays fine. Um, one thing I will mention about this that I liked, especially when you start up the game, and they even mentioned this in the, in the Developer Direct too, is that if you're a streamer and you want to be able to play this game on stream, they actually have a streamer mode built into it. So that way you don't get hit by any DMCA notices or have your stream blocked um, by any of the copyrighted music in the game playing. You'll be able to play with the music that's actually built for the game itself. So that's a neat feature that you can actually have enabled, and it doesn't detract. I turned it on myself uh, to give it a try yesterday, and it doesn't detract from the experience at all. It's all very well put together music, and it's definitely fun to play with on there. A great part, though, like you said, Kyle, is that it was a shadow drop. It was one that we had no idea this game was even coming out. We knew that it's like that... Tango Gameworks had something to announce, but we didn't even know exactly like what they were going to be doing. And sure enough, they're like, yeah, it's available now. So, it, and well, it's been getting some pretty good reviews too. Yeah. And it, it, it's super cool for, you know, Tango Gameworks of all people, you know, the creators of Evil Within, creators of uh, T- Ghostwire Tokyo, um, to, to come out with something that's completely opposite side of the spectrum as far as like bright, vibrant, uh, really, you know, just fast-paced, music-based uh, gameplay versus, you know, your first-person yokai hunting or, 
uh just survive survival horror from you know demons and your own personal ghosts and thoughts you know yeah i i think it's really cool that you know a studio can be so versatile and yeah the fact that they shadow dropped it i i think it's really cool when when companies do that personally i i think it gives uh gamers something to look forward to or and and be more excited about in the meantime of you know major triple a titles coming out not to say that this isn't you know or to detract from this title at all but um i mean there's a lot of titles that people wait and wait and wait for and it's really cool when something like this comes along oh yeah oh yeah it seems like what happened with all this is that um it's funny because it's called the uh the you know developer direct is that they really did take a page out of nintendo's book and actually drop something day of which we see actually happen quite a bit with nintendo's directs as well that they'll announce right. something and then day of something comes out uh some of the review scores that have already come out for this game though are actually pretty up there so like way too many games gave it a 9.5 out of 10 video games chronicle gave it a four out of five uh alt char gave it a 100 out of 100 uh kaku oh, wow. chopuri i don't know exactly who this one is gave it an 80 out of 100 and xbox era gave it a 9.5 out of 10 i know we're going to still see some more review scores come up through here but it seems to be pretty popular at least out there right now and i'm glad that it did shadow drop because it's it's fun it's it's always nice to have a surprise in the world of gaming that isn't you know uh microtransactions or uh another company getting hacked or or any of this other stuff you know it's nice to have something like that right uh and then even serpent knight says here in, in chat too says sounds better than the wife arm plot in the bionic bionic commando reboot wife yeah, arm no what? doubt <laughs> oh that's oh, right um, that's right yeah yeah because spencer's arm is technically the soul of his wife that's right. I remember now. Yeah. It's been a long enough time now since I've played Bionic Commando, but yes, I remember that. Yes. Okay. Uh, so outside of that, uh, we've got news, of course, from uh, Zenimax Online Studios talking about Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, so the next chapter update for this year is going to be called Necrom. Uh, it's going to be taking you back to Morrowind, um, and you're going to yeah. be going to the eastern, re- uh, eastern regions of Morrowind. And it's also going to be adding in a new playable character called the uh, Arcanist, or Arcanist, whichever one you'd like to say. Um, And then, of course, uh, they also added a free trial for people who want to play Elder Scrolls Online Plus, uh, which makes, uh, according to the article here from uh, Xbox News, it says, which will make all past chapters, including High Isle and past DLC, available to any players with the ESO-based game, (coughs) excuse me, including those playing through Game Pass. Uh, I believe there's some other talk, though, too, about things that were, like, very particular to, like, some of the other Elder Scrolls games, like Skyrim, for example. They're going to be bringing some stuff in to that as well, too, as it relates to things with Morrowind. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do a crazy bridge with Skyrim, Morrowind stuff, but because it is one large environment here with being a MMO, it, you know, will definitely cover uh, quite a few things there. But there, there were some things they talked about there in the direct about it. I just, unfortunately, can't remember exactly what. <laughs> um, and then, of course, is the last bit of news is talking about Redfall. So they actually spent more of the time in this one showing more gameplay footage of Redfall. And it's not exactly what I expected. So, Kyle, you and I discussed this uh, the other day after this was put up there. Um, 
I expected to go into this game with it being Left for Dead, but with vampires instead of zombies. You know, we, we've right. played Left for Dead, we've played Back for Blood, we've played World War Z. That's what I expected going into this. But there's a more sci-fi-esque take to it that's not just like that. Like, you can actually spawn in robots that actually help you, um, like robot dogs, there's robot-like like sentries. Um, jump pads and there's stuff jump that pads. you can access and... Um... There's like, a, I guess, a whole home base system um, where you'll be able to, I, I guess, not just launch missions, but you can uh, go out into an open world and explore and uh, meet mm -hmm. up with up to four players that you don't necessarily have to start the game with, but you can actually just meet up with them in the real or in the open world, which I'm yeah. not entirely certain how that works. But um, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be far more expansive than just a a left for dead scenario which is kind of cool i don't know if they're they're going too big because i i did hear the uh the words far cry being thrown around a lot um when they were talking yeah. about how how open that's been the big one to be, but that's been the big yeah. comparison is far cry and i guess if that's the way they want to handle it hey that's fine i mean far cry's got a pretty well established mechanic to its open world situation and scenarios but I guess sometimes that rubs people the wrong way with too many open world games to play. It's like, do I really want to sink more time into it? But I guess it depends on the allure of the game and how, like, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to explore all this. And and Redfall seems to be one of those that will definitely hold on to people's attention. Um, right. But it's just, again, it threw me off, though, just with a lot of the, the sci-fi type tech in it, though. So it's kind of like a... I don't really know how else to describe it. I mean, I think we've pretty well covered that part. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to say it's like cyberpunk meets like super 80s, almost Stranger Things-esque uh, Fright Night I, vampires. I don't I, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird amalgamation of uh, of things to me, but I, I don't know it. The more and more I see on it, it, it kind of makes me interested, but makes me wary. Um, I, I think it's ambitious, but I I also I'm just kind of waiting patiently to to try it out because I mean, uh, Arcane, if I'm not mistaken, was also responsible for um, Deathloop just recently, weren't they? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I I I enjoyed Deathloop, so I. I it makes me kind of um, excited, but but also cautious on this one because I, I I went into uh, Deathloop the same way, excited but cautious, and it it was a little bit different style game. It was a little bit cartoony, but a little bit uh, dishonored, and I don't know. It I I feel like maybe a little bit of Left for Dead with a a little bit of Far Cry. Um, maybe it could be the the mix that we're we we've been missing for for a few years now but i i don't know it's very possible cautiously optimistic is is kind of where <laughs> i'm sitting on this one hey, that's that's perfectly fine uh yeah that's perfectly fair especially in this day and age with some of these games too so that drops um let's see did they give a date may 2nd so uh more towards the summer of course when there's more time to probably spend on some of this 
but yeah, so you won't have to wait, hopefully, you know, too terribly long. There's no beta or anything like that beforehand. It's just going to be, yeah, May 2nd, drop on uh, Game Pass, and uh, you can go pur- purchase it physically if you want to as well. Uh, last bit, of course, on the Developer Direct is that they didn't make any mention of it in the actual video itself, but it was kind of already known, so I'm just resharing it here. There was no talk with Bethesda directly in regards to Starfield. Because of Starfield and as big of a game as that's going to be this year, they are planning a separate standalone showcase for this event, or or, excuse me, for this game. However, they have not specified when um, or where they're going to be doing anything with it, whether they're going to be doing a, uh, whether they're going to be doing a uh, in-person thing with people, or they're going to be doing another video thing similar to the way the developer direct was. So in the meantime, once until that becomes available, we just get to wait and you know maybe see some stuff leak out on Starfield as time goes on. But let's go ahead and take that. That's it on the developer direct part. Let's move on to the next one. And this involves another problem with security, but this time all of it is basically someone else's fault. Uh, so Riot... Uh, says that so Riot got hacked and uh, the League of Legends source code along with several other things has been stolen and is being held for ransom right now I believe the ransom sat at around last I saw from another group was like I believe one to ten million dollars so some big range yeah that that's considering some of the money that Riot gives out for for their biggest competitions, you know, with um, League of Legends, and you know, even even recently with um, oh shoot, with Valorant, um, that that's just a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But what was taken though was League of Legends, Teamfight Tactics, and then a old anti-cheat platform that they used to use before this one that they have now. Uh, the one that I was kind of alluding to earlier with the uh, kernel-level anti-cheat. So that was what was actually picked up, and uh, they've gone ahead and said that they received a ransom email uh, from the person who hacked them. That was on Tuesday. But they have said that they will not be paying the ransom. Uh, They went on to say, Truthfully, any exposure of source code can increase the likelihood of new cheats emerging. Since the attack, we've been working to assess its impact on anti-cheat and have been uh, had... Are and to be prepared, prepared to deploy fixes as quickly as possible if needed. The illegally obtained source code also includes a number of experimental features. While we still hope some of these game modes and other changes eventually make it out to players, most of this content is in prototype and there's no guarantee it will ever be released. So what happened, though, here with this, Kyle, is that even though they had all this stuff taken, and that's why I kind of bring this down to a person thing here, is that they were hacked through social engineering. So whether it was someone went through and found, um, you know, people who work for Riot, whether they're actual first party uh, employees or their contractors, and somehow was able to manipulate the actual login credentials or something out of them to be able to get in. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's it's crazy to see that ends up actually being like the number one way that most of these things happen is by... Uh, reuse of passwords and by um, by the social engineering where someone says, yeah, I'm with the IT department. I'm having problem. We're having problems with this here. Can you authenticate to this 
URL here that looks like a URL and some you know it's like to make sure that everything's connecting okay and they go and put in their username right. and password and then that's how they scrape it out and use it to get in. Uh so uh, that's kind of how a lot of it happens at least, you know, for a lot of these these hacks that occur. Uh but even though the damage is already done because the source code's out there, which means you've got a lot of cheats that can be basically built now potentially as as it's scraped through by um, those who do make cheats or, or what have you or other hackers and could cause some problems for League of Legends down the line. Um, what do you think about that, Kyle? I mean... I, 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 I personally think the way that they're handling it is probably for the best that they're not actually cooperating with the the hackers and not paying. Um, I I think yeah it it could cause issues in the future, but I think it, it's a day zero event like this uh, for them. It, it causes it, it's a good cause for a reset and a good cause for uh you know to look at the way that things are structured and say hey how can we change you know certain things going forward it also could you know highlight you know i guess blind spots in their security where you know that they may have you know just the wrong person said you know hey i i work work at riot games you know just being excited about their job or you know whatever or maybe it wasn't even necessarily that that someone passed by their computer and saw some code and you know, managed to get a key logger or something on their their computer at a coffee shop. I it, it could be as simple as that. So yep, it, it's unfortunate that that these things happen. Um, I I'm glad that they are able to act so swiftly and um that they are that they're working with law enforcement. Um, but it, it's it's good that they are being completely transparent with with the uh the users for for the games and whatnot that they have been hacked so you know if there, there are any issues with user accounts um users should be aware that they should change their passwords potentially too to protect any any information that they have on the servers yeah absolutely um again this is only affecting uh league of legends and then they said team fight tactics and then of course a legacy anti-cheat platform but yes kyle you make an excellent point on this is that Resetting passwords is probably not a bad idea because they, it doesn't look like there was any player data or anything that was actually compromised as a part of this. Um, it says they remain confident that there hadn't been any that was compromised, so that's good, but it's still probably in your best interest to reset passwords. Um, make sure that you're not reusing passwords anywhere. Enable two-factor authentication, which I think Riot offers, whether it's through text message or through an authenticator app. And just always keep go it, with the authenticator app. Yeah, absolutely. And then just keep an eye on everything, you know, as time goes on, uh, just to be sure. Because, uh, I mean, you know, for us to get into games faster, sometimes we just make the mistake of reusing passwords. But, uh, yeah, at the end of it, um, keep an eye out on stuff here. And I guess we'll see what more of this comes from Riot as time goes on, because uh, we don't really know the full extent of of what this could potentially cause, you know, and I'm sure we'll probably see more of it though, as time goes on anyway. Um, in the meantime, let's carry on here to our next story. And of course this one's also some more bad news, but this is, this is kind of what's going on in the general tech world anyway, is that Microsoft of course announced that they're going to be cutting 10,000 jobs across 
the entire organization that is Microsoft, but that also includes, uh, of course, Xbox and Bethesda. So it was announced that they're also going to be suffering layoffs as well, too. Um, so Bethesda Game Studios and even more importantly, 343 are also going to be having uh, people laid off or have already had people laid off. And it seems like it's not affecting just those who started up brand new, but people who have been there with the company for 10 years or even more. So you're talking people I, who go back to like, you know, Halo 4, Halo 5. I, I do want to preface this, though, by saying that um, a, a lot of what the I feel like a lot of news outlets are missing is that a good chunk of those 10,000 jobs, while it was spread across Microsoft um, as, you know, the, the whole of, his, of, of the company, um, including any subsidiaries, there was a lot of the, the jobs that were just cut away that, that were to do with like AR and VR, just the fields that Microsoft isn't really going to be doing anything with here in the near future going forward. So, yeah, I mean, they're making a big investment into AI. Of course, we heard about that $10 billion deal for uh, chat GPT, but and that's where it gets know, confused. That's where it gets really bizarre. Yeah. We're going to lay off all these people, but then here's $10 billion to spend, but I'll never understand the, the yeah. politics yeah. of business. But uh yeah, you're right, is that it was pretty well spread out. I mean, you had people who were in, like, non-engineering roles who were hit probably harder, but you still had engineering roles that were affected, too. And you're right, yeah, one of the big focuses is that HoloLens actually took a pretty big hit, including some of the hardware team, I believe, also in Surface and hardware in Xbox as well. Um, mostly, like, the HoloLens part, at least the rumor right now, is because uh hololens they were supposed to get a contract with the department of defense but there was enough of a uh enough of a stand and fight raised by employees of microsoft that said no we shouldn't be doing business like this with the dod and so that is where it got shut down of course and that's part of the consequence anyway though too is that well we can't develop hololens for the dod now we got hololens is kind of a niche thing since it costs us you know two thousand dollars a headset or costs customers $2,000 a headset, we're going to have to, I guess, see what we can do next. Um, but even on the gaming front, though, yeah, it's like there's a lot of, of chaos going on in the tech world right now. And this was just to illustrate that, you know, even the the crown jewels at the, at the company may not be as safe as they used to be, especially with, uh, what was it, some of the financial stuff is that general, like, revenue for Xbox was down, I think they said 12%. But they had their best numbers for Game Pass subscribers, though. Uh, so that itself is pretty cool, you know, that at least Game Pass is thriving in that way. But it is sad, though, that some of these people behind the scenes that make all these things work aren't going to be there anymore. So, you know, wish them luck. A lot of companies have actually stepped up and said, hey, they may be letting people go, but we're hiring. If you have any of these skills, we'll take you on. And so I'm seeing a lot of people out there in the in those um, different groups in that for game development, for hardware development, for security, for uh, general IT and that working with each other to make sure they can get into new jobs quick. So, you know, at least the community is working with each other to get people back up on their feet fast. Yeah. The only unfortunate uh, plus with this was that um, Amazon did announce earlier this month that they are um, also cutting uh, 18,000 jobs along with uh, Meta cutting 11,000 jobs. So there there are going to be a lot of people in the tech sector looking for, for work. Uh, but 
once again, it, it, it is one of those ever-growing industries that um, as long as uh, people are, are patient and focused, I, I think they shouldn't have any problem uh, carrying on into another uh, company or, or future. But I I really hope the, the best for these and these people. And um, I, I think everyone should send them their i don't know they're 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 well wishes at this point yeah no kidding especially yeah at least they're saying right now according to like economists out there is that for every one person there's like two jobs out there right now at least as it relates to like job openings so you know hopefully it won't be too bad to find something it's just these larger groups you're probably not going to have much luck on right now unless you can like somehow transition to something that's what they consider a critical role but um, right. In the meantime, of course, you know, yeah, best of luck to them, but we're going to carry on here, actually. So I didn't have a title card on this one set up, so it's not quest markers yet, so I'm just going to switch over to the NPC News title card. But this is the last story, and Kyle shared this with me because I completely forgot about this one. And that is, um, well, the fact that Metal Gear uh, basically has made its way into real life in the capacity of boxes. And you're thinking... Yeah. Well, it's like, Travis, what do you mean by that? Well, to actually explain it, I'm going to hand it over to Kyle. So what exactly is going on here with Metal Gear and cardboard boxes and, and the real world? So, of course, the humble cardboard box ever used by our um, lovable protagonist, Snake, um, in, in the Metal Gear series um, to evade enemies and, and confuse enemies um, has actually been used to... Uh, confuse essentially an AI robot dog. Um, in a in a recent test uh, done, I want to say it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, the company um, Dynamics. Um, the Boston Dynamics. No, it wasn't Boston Dynamics. I think is oh. what did it, but. Um... Uh, similar company though. Yeah, um, similar. However. They 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 were testing out the AI on one of their robot dogs and found that the uh, system could be defeated uh, for for tracking by people doing things such as uh, cartwheels or using a cardboard box to get around the uh, AI and it in fact did work to elude the AI and get right up to. Uh, the dog using the cardboard box and the cartwheel method, as well as uh, disguising as a tree. I love, yeah, I love reading some of this one here. <laughs> Eight Marine, yeah. So here's what they actually quote on this one from the uh, the review. Eight Marines, not a single one detected, got detected. They defeated the AI system not with traditional camouflage, but with clever tricks that were outside of the AI system's testing regime. Two somersaulted for 300 meters, never got detected. And the, here's the Metal Gear part: two hit under a cardboard box. You could hear them giggling the whole time, like Bugs Bunny in a Looney Tunes cartoon sneaking up on Elmer Fudd in a cardboard box. One guy, my favorite, Phil, let's see, he said, uh, he field stripped a fir tree and walked like a fir tree. You could see a smile, and that's about all you could see. The AI system had been trained to detect humans walking, not humans somersaulting, hiding in a cardboard box, or disguised as a tree. Yes, that is right. What is happening now, again, is that, um, well, AI is definitely not there yet, and we can all pretend to be a snake in cardboard boxes. 
just another another time that the uh, video games bled into the real world, just no like kidding. that race car driver. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I mean, like the article here that you had even shared with me, Kyle, that we're referencing here from PC Gamer, if it makes a good point. It says here at the first paragraph, Hideo Kojima has a pretty great record when it comes to predictions. In Metal Gear Solid 2, he foresaw the downsides of the information economy. In Death Stranding, he tapped into contemporary social isolation just before the pandemic hit and changed everything. But I never thought I'd see a day when soldiers outsmart a military AI by creeping around under a cardboard box. Yeah. It's brilliant. So... I don't know, Kyle. Like, what do you expect next? Do you expect us to actually see them attempt to do the same thing with a Metal Gear or two, or what? Oh dear, I I hope we never see a Metal Gear. Um, on the plus side and on the negative side, I mean, Gundams come out of it, so you use the wrong word, Kyle, because I want a Gundam. So. Yeah, but the, the, there's lots of negative negatives to Gundams because that's a giant robot. That that's very very so? destructive. So, <laughs> Kyle, humans are generally very destructive, and if we this can do true. it, if we can do it with giant robots, then I will take it. Okay, give me. I don't care even if it's a GM. I don't even care if it's gun tank. I want it. I want a mobile suit. Okay. But yeah, no. I mean, if it, I I would hope this doesn't allude to any sort of like uh, patriot system uh, being created by and you. Or let alone <sighs> genome soldiers and and Metal Gear, you know, Rexes. But I mean, if this speaks into the anything to the future, um, if if Hideo Kojima's predictions are correct, we have a lot to be fearful for. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. However, I would take a Metal Gear Rex, but I'll also take a mobile suit. I'll take a Megazord. I'll take even Big O. Or, you know, the Voltron. Yeah, uh, there, there's quite a few out there. So let, let's come on. Let's not discount the fact that it's like maybe before I die, I could have a I could have a mobile suit of some type. So let, let me have giant this. Robot. Okay? Yes. That's or that's how I go. I'll be stepped on by a giant robot. That's the way to go. Um, <laughs> outside of that pipe dream, of course, uh, that was the last story in our uh main news cycle here, of course. But it's time now to move on to the last bit of the news for uh this week and that is the quest markers of course with kyle so kyle take Yay. it away buddy what do we have in quest markers this week so for our first quest marker for the week a man was saved uh from losing his job uh well more or less being fired from his job for playing video games at, at work uh, by his union rep proving that his graphics card in his work computer was unable to, to run the game he was accused of playing. Um, the game in question was actually Call of the new Call of Duty, and the uh, I, I guess the graphics card that he had in his computer was uh, less than a GTX series, or was a very early GTX series, not compatible with the game. And once the... Uh, I guess manager had accused him and taken it to corporate. Um, he was, he managed to save his own skin by proving that it was in fact, not a game that was able to be run on the computer whatsoever. So I guess uh, system specs win, <laughs> even in if they're the, bad at, it, at some point in this case. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then in our next bit of news, 
The Last of Us TV series has been renewed for a second season, um, following its second episode um, with pulling 22% more viewers than its opening first episode. Um, the show has been extended into the second season, which will actually um, cover uh, The Last of Us Part 2, uh, which me personally begs to the question, is it going to be a season one or a season two part one and a season two part two? Um, I guess we'll have to find out because that game's really long and there's a major shift um, halfway through it. So it'll be it'll be real interesting to see on that one. Um, and in our last uh, quest marker for the evening. Um, cue up the uh, Bond music because GoldenEye has re-released on the Nintendo Switch and on Xbox Live. Of course, if you've already got uh, Rare Replay, you can uh, go ahead and download uh, GoldenEye, but it is available to anyone that is a Game, Plat or a Game Pass subscriber um, on the console, as well as anyone that has the uh expansion pass on nintendo switch um of course on nintendo switch will be the only way you're able to play online multiplayer with uh microsoft having an unfortunate solely split screen mode but does harken back to the days of yore the only unfortunate part is there have been some uh graphical hitches um frame rate drops and some oddly missing like music during the pause menu while you're in the watch screen and at, during times of the game it seems like some of the audio has been manipulated but it is kind of uh an odd effect of emulation sometimes but it does kind of make you wonder if maybe some of it has been edited uh due to the uh constant issues they've had trying to get the license in the first place so be hard to save until we maybe get a patch for either the xbox or the switch um right now it does run better on xbox of course uh for the campaign and for multiplayer um but the switch right at the moment is the only way to play the online portion of the multiplayer but that'll be it for the quest markers for this evening uh january 27th 2023 man and with that, of course, being the end of the quest markers, that means that is it for this week's news roundup, of course. So with all of that said, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Of course, thank you to Kyle, of course, as, as always. Uh, if you want to be able to follow along with us, you missed anything here, you can always catch us on our podcast uh, channel as well. You can find all of our episodes, past, present, and you know, anything future over there on anchor.fm slash the dash dash podcast. You can find also all the podcast platforms we're supported on and subscribe on your favorite one, whether that be Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. We are probably there. Of course, be sure to follow us here as we do the news live stream every Friday, of course, around 8 PM mountain time. And of course, be sure to uh, follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at the NPCs podcast. With all that said, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's News Roundup. We will catch you all next week. Bye-bye.